With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Red Seat Podcast. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Part of the Over the Monster Network. Swing a high deep drive in the right field. That one's stalled to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over that. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Presented by SB Nation. It hasn't happened. A Hosted by Jake Devereaux. And featuring Keaton DeRocher. of the Red Seat Podcast, and I'm your host, Jake Devereaux, and today I am joined by Matt Collins, the managing editor over at OTM, uh, and we are here to talk about the firing slash not firing slash mutual leaving of Alex Cora in the Red Sox. Um, Matt, this was very expected, but I was kind of surprised that he decided to leave and that it wasn't straight up just the team firing. Um, I mean, I guess I'm not. I also don't know how much of that is him deciding to leave. I mean, I've seen reports out there that the Red Sox were going to wait for the punishment, and he like came to them. I don't know how true that is. Um, I've only seen it from one source. I don't know how reputable that source is, but um, I don't know. I mean, he knew it was going to happen, so you might as well kind of play that card if you can and be like trying get out in front of it, I guess. So I, I'm not really that surprised. The timing is the most surprising to me, and even that's not super, super surprising. Yeah. Um, what was surprising to you about the timing? I guess it wasn't... Surprising is probably the wrong word. I was intrigued by whether or not they were going to wait 
Um, and I was mostly intrigued because like, uh, winter weekend is this weekend and they have the Boston's writer dinner where Alex Cora was supposed to be in a bunch of media, obviously is going to be and everything like that. So I was kind of interested to see how that would go if they hadn't done this yet. Um, so I guess surprise is the right word. Intrigued. It's more like it. There is no way they could have gone into the weekend with him as manager. I didn't think so either. I didn't think so either, but there was like a small chance that they were going to wait for the punishment. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is interesting. First of all, let me just get to it. Um, Did Alex Gore deserve to be let go as the manager? Even if it was a mutual parting, I mean, I'm sure that there was a lot of internal pressure for him to do this. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to say no. Um, I mean, he didn't, like, it's, this isn't, like, the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, um, but you, you just can't have this. Even even if you just want to talk about, like, the kind of cloud it puts over the entire team and with him there, um, you just can't really have that. So, and I mean, plus, he pretty egregiously broke the rules, which is not ideal. So, um, yeah, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I mean... So I want to talk about the the crime here real quick. Um, obviously, it's not something that you should do. Um, but I don't actually think that the crime um, of, you know, using electronic equipment to steal signs is, like, the reason why this is so egregious. I think the, the thing that's so bad about it is the fact that Alex Cora reportedly, I mean, was the mastermind of this. Um, in Houston, and then brings it to Boston after Boston had already been talked to um, before he got there about their own sign stealing stuff. So it seemed like something that the um, that the Boston leadership group should have been really on top of and really careful about. And it seems absurd to me that they would not have heard rumblings um, that this of was happening. Yeah, I mean, of course, right? I mean, they, they must have known. There's a um, 0% chance they didn't know. Exactly. So, in a way, by hiring him, they're condoning it, they're spitting in Manfred's face, and basically saying, like, if you're going to well, did you know, they make know? this so easy, we're going to continue to do it, and that's the wrong thing to do. Well, did they know about that? what he was doing in 2017? I mean, I guess, I don't think it was that much of a secret around baseball, I guess, so... Maybe they did, but I don't know that that's, like, set in stone that they knew he was bringing something like that over. Like, once it got started, absolutely, they obviously knew, and they didn't do anything about it, and that's, um, it's like the A.J. Hinch thing, like, kind of, everybody's, like, or not everybody, but people are, like, tripping over themselves to talk about how A.J. Hinch, like, didn't really want it and just didn't stop it. It's like, well, I mean, come on. You know, manage it. That's what you do. And same thing with, like, if the ownership knew about it, the front office knew about it, I mean, you guys are in charge. Yeah, well, there's no way when they were hiring him they didn't know that he was doing something in Houston, right? Probably. That, I mean, Probably. that stuff gets around the game. That's what that's what my point is. I mean, there's no way that a guy like Dave Dombrowski or Henry or whoever was in, involved in the hiring of Cora didn't know that there was some suspicion that the Astros were doing this and there were other teams involved in this. They themselves were involved in something – Sort of similar, um, and my whole point is to say that it's not really that they were stealing signs electronically that was bad. It's just that like they continued this pattern of behavior, and everybody looked the other way. And also, I, I think Ken Rosenthal put it well that this is kind of on all of Major League Baseball too. That you know they kind of allowed this to be so easy and didn't take a super hard stance on it. 
Um, I guess the hardest stance that they took was the letter that they sent to both um, the Red Sox and the Yankees after their uh, stuff that they committed and said, like, hey, don't do this anymore. Um, but even still, it sounds like the, the the video monitor monitors were a complete joke and that those Some of them. weren't really, like, a deterrent at all. Some of them were. The reports, like, said that some of them were and some of them were, like, annoyingly um, – strict so it was kind of varying which isn't much better but yeah i mean obviously major league baseball doesn't look great here either i agreed with rosenthal but at the same time it still just feels like deflecting like at the end of the day the people still did it whether or not it's easy doesn't mean you have to do it sometimes it's just about you know kind of doing the right thing and then when you get caught not like blaming it on how easy it is or whatever so um i I get where that's coming from at the same time i just feel like it's inadvertently kind of an attempt to take the attention away from the people that, you know, actually broke the rules. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any argument that they definitely broke the rules and that they did something wrong, but what I'm happy about, um, at least as far as I've seen is not an obnoxious amount of people being really holier than thou about this whole thing, because like seven to other eight teams are reported to have been doing something very similar. So if you if you are out there and you're a fan of a different team, like, and you think that your team is innocent, like, come on, man, fuck off with that. Oh, come on, just taunt while you can. Who cares? Like, I I just I don't understand no. the obsession with like being upset about what other fans say. It's, it's I mean, fun. it's just it's ridiculous to think that any team is really like not going to be involved in something like this to some degree. I think it's just that they were. So under the microscope, so blatant about it, and just kind of arrogant about the whole thing, which is why they got caught, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I really, it doesn't really change my opinion on anything if other teams are doing it. It's the same kind of thing with like blaming the league for making it easy just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean it has to be done. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right, uh, and that's why he's gone. Um, and I'm disappointed because I think that. Both that 2017 Houston team um, and especially the 2018 Red Sox team, I mean, those teams had so much talent, they didn't really need this. I, do, I don't really eh, get why you would you would do it. I mean, I, I guess I do understand why you would do it if it was so easy. but like, Oh, I totally get why you would do it. It just sucks, though. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. As a fan, it just sucks. You just – you don't want this hanging over one of the greatest teams in Red Sox history. If not – the greatest team in Red Sox history, and I think it's hard to now consider them hands down the greatest. It's something I definitely am going to think about. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was kind of talking about with Keaton um, when we were talking about after the story broke at first, um, like how it kind of affects the legacy. And I mean, my take, I guess, I hate saying the word take, but I, I can't believe I said that, but um, I guess it's just, I looked at it as just such a miss like with so much mystique and I just can't look at it that way anymore. And, um, I don't know, I guess they are still the best team, I guess, but I just, I'll, I probably will feel a little more fondly in terms of pure dominance at 2007 compared to 2018 now. Yeah. How much a role do you think the players had in this? Because the description of the Houston thing seemed like this was Beltran, Cora, and a bunch of other players who were super on board with kind of engineering this thing. So does this make you think any differently about some of the leaders in the Red Sox clubhouse who 
were kind of on board with this or complicit in some way. Yeah, um, not to the same extent as the coaches, um, just because, I mean, in a, not that they're not all adults, but the coaches are sort of still more the authority figure and their role is partially to like stop shit like this. Um, but at the same time, the players are adults. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's some negativity cast on that for sure. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I'm going to do is just always wonder who was really on board with it and who was not. I mean, I'm going to assume everybody was. I don't know. Maybe. But there might be some people who I wouldn't be surprised. Along with it. I wouldn't be surprised if there were people who didn't like it, but it, until I know who they are, I'm just, I would just assume everybody was. There were definitely people who weren't on board with it because they uh, were sources in the piece from Drellick and Rosenthal. Right. I mean, those were people that were with the team. So there were definitely people against it, but until I know who they are, I would just assume any given person was for it. Do you think Alex Cora is going to get another job in baseball after this? Major League Baseball? Yeah. I'm going to say no, and I don't know how confident I am, and I don't know if that's just me being kind of wishful thinking, um, but I'm going to say no. I definitely think he'll be involved with Puerto Rican uh, Puerto Rican like national team for WBC and stuff like that and Olympics uh, or not Olympics they're part of the US I don't know what I'm talking about but uh, like that stuff I think he'll be involved in I'm going to say he won't be part of MLB anymore yeah I kind of think he's going to receive the bonds treatment people aren't going to want anything to do with him yeah and I think that's kind of the punishment like everybody was calling the punishment to the Astros yesterday um really lenient and I get and like everybody's argument was that if you're an owner obviously you take that deal and yeah but I think it was more if you're a manager and if you're a GM like these guys are toxic now and they I think that's the deterrent not necessarily to ownership but to the people in charge of the organization like day to day I think what's been interesting about this in, in a different way is also getting various professional baseball players takes on the the whole scandal like some people are outraged at it and others are like well whatever like bring it on like let's let's just let's just allow anything goes type of sign stealing like that's not a big deal we'll just execute better like it's interesting the varying degrees of outrage across the game about this because i do think that there are definitely two camps of people who some just see it as an evolution, like, hey, technology exists to help us do this now, so we're going to continue to do something that we've been doing forever. And and others that are like, hey, you know, these stats need to be erased. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm never, I'm going to be honest, I'm never really interested in an athlete's opinions on this stuff. I think they're generally kind of absurd. Even though they're the ones closest to the whole experience, huh? Yeah, I don't care. These are the people that get mad that, I mean, not all of them, obviously, but these are the class of people that get mad if you criticize them because they never played the game. I'm not very interested in their opinions on much of anything. All right, then. Well, let's get on to potential uh, options to replace Mr. Cora because that's going to be the big question here, and we we did get one of our questions on uh, Twitter about that. Um, we got Sony Villani says, go full-blown new manager search or just p- promote Renicky. Uh Which one of these things would you advocate for? Well, I think it's hard to say. Um, 
I mean, I'm we're not 100 percent sure. Um, Renicki's not going to be part of this. I mean, he obviously knew. I don't know if he's going to get punished or not, but it's not. I don't think it's slam dunk that he's not going to be involved in this in some way either. Um, but I think. I mean, I think the most likely thing is that they're going to just have an interim person, whether it's uh, Renicki, whether it's Fabulous, whether it's McMillan from uh, Pawtucket. Um, I think that's the most likely course of action. And then start over next one too. I, if I was the Red Sox, I would lean towards getting rid of Renicky too because he was obviously complicit with this in some way. I mean, even if, let's just say that Renicky was the source, which I don't think he is because Cora really trusted him to bring him on. But if Renicky was, I mean, he was still part of that clubhouse that allowed this to happen. So I don't think it's going to be him. Um, I think it's much more likely that it is someone you know, who's who's in the organization but but down lower like Billy McMillan or I don't know, Dustin Pedroia or Jason Dustin Pedroia or something. Sir, Dustin Pedroia is not happening. Why not? You can't just do that. Why not? It, I mean it's I don't think the league would allow you to just I mean unless you're still paying his player contract towards the luxury tax. I, I just I don't think it's allowed and I also don't think Dustin Pedroia wants to stop trying to play. I don't know. I think it's at least interesting because he's a guy who really does know the game extremely well, and he does seem to be interested in this type of thing. I do. I do agree with you that I think he's going to exhaust every possible option to to try and play. But like, if that fails, that could be an interesting thing. Say they do go with a Billy McMillan, um, you know, just to make it kind of the easiest choice. Like, why not Pedroia for next year if he can't play? I don't know. He's never coached before. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like Pedroia too, but I I just think everybody. I, I don't know. He might be a good manager. I just I don't know. It's don't you think so, it's a little overrated though? Managerial experience. I think you need a little bit of time to do something. Like I, I don't think you. He's literally a baseball player right now. I don't <laughs> think you could be a baseball player one day and then a manager the next day. I just it's not like nineteen oh seven. I just I don't see it happening. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I I, I do, totally disagree. I think he could walk right into that role and fit in seamlessly. But what he about Jason Veritek? I mean, Veritek is, is more is more likely. So Veritek, I could see. Veritek, I mean, he's he's been with the team as a special advisor since 2012. But like, what's I mean, what's really his experience? What's he's been? He's he's been in the dugout quite a bit. He's been working with players quite a bit over the last couple of years, the last like three years or so, two years or so. So, um, would you think that would be an easy choice, or is that something that you think is like a good baseball move? I just, I, I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not even saying Pedroia would be bad at it. Um, I just think it's absurd. <laughs> like that whole idea <laughs> is just insane. To, like. Absolutely insane to me. Um, I, I can't believe how seriously it's being taken. Like, I just, he's, you can't get out from that luxury tax payment. Like, that seems to be the motivation for a lot of people. That's not going to happen. Like, the league's just not going to let you do that. That's, uh, I agree. I mean, I think that that's, that's something that would be difficult if, if not impossible to get out of. I don't, I agree with you on that front. But I also just think that you might be able to come up with a, some sort of a, 
a way around that, like an agreement to pay him one of the lowest salaries of a manager in the league as he's collecting his money as a player. You know, well, I don't think like they really care about that, like paying him that money. I think it, the luxury tax is the thing, is the big deal. But yeah. anyways, I, the other thing is, like, if you want to hire a fan favorite player who everybody still loves, you have Jason Veritek. Like, they already have Dustin Pedroia in right. one that isn't absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> It's just, it's wild to me. They're gonna hire Dustin Pedroia now because I've just been shitting on this idea since somebody brought it up to me yesterday. Like whenever I get the chance, so it's gonna happen. I it's, hope it, they do. I want to make... see you lose your mind when this happens. I'm not even gonna be mad, but yes, I will absolutely lose my mind. Not out of anger, just out of sheer <laughs> bewilderment. Yeah. Um, so a couple of the other options you wrote about, I absolutely hate Carlos Fabless and Tom Goodwin. I don't. I mean, for the same reasons, you can't go with Ron Renicky. I think you can't go with those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I don't necessarily disagree, um, but it's just – the logic there is just that they obviously know the players all about. Yeah, they exist and they're close to it. Um, I mean, I, I think Fabulous is a very well-respected guy um, around the league and in the organization. I think he could definitely get an opportunity, but I think it's going to be with another club at this point. The, the, yeah, the yeah, well has been poisoned. That's fair. Um, out of the organization options for you um, – Matt Quattaro from uh, the Rays was a really interesting one. You also said a couple of older guys, Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochy. I want to uh, I want to talk about Quattaro for a second. Yeah. Because uh, after I wrote that and while I was writing – well, while I was writing it, I don't know – I don't know that teams are just going to be, like, letting their bench coaches interview for managers' jobs, like, uh, less than a month before spring training. Um like, it's one thing at the start of the offseason. This yeah. is just such a weird situation. I don't really know what the protocol there is. And also, um, Heim Bloom, part of his agreement uh, when leaving the Rays was that he couldn't bring team personnel with him. I, I tried looking for this. I couldn't find anything definitive. I don't know if that just meant front office personnel or if that meant field staff, too. So um, that requirement ends after the season, so Quartero could be a guy next season, but I don't know how realistic anybody with an organization, especially with the Rays, is uh, right now. I think it would be really bad taste uh, for the Rays to block a bench coach from uh, interviewing for a managerial position, regardless of how it opens up. I think so, too, but it's just such a weird situation. I don't know... I could kind of see where they're coming from. And that's, and not just the Rays, like there are other bench coaches and people with other organizations. We were talking off air about Jim McCaffrey's, uh, she had a, um, post at the Athletic about potential options and a lot of them are currently with other organizations. And I just, I simply don't know. Um, yeah. What the is there. I mean, I, I think I would, I would agree with you more if this was February 14th that this was happening. You know, if we're, about yeah. to get into the season, but like still, we have a month until things are really, really ramped up at that point. You know? Yeah, and I, but I mean, also like for the coaches, and I'm not saying like Quattro or anybody else would pass up a job, but maybe if you're down to like bench coach and stuff like that, um, like if you already have like your living situation or something for the next season, are you really gonna uproot all that at the last second? I mean, you probably would, I guess, if for a promotion, but. It's just it's just really unique. I don't really know how it works. Yeah, and I actually think that I think it would be more likely for somebody getting a massive promotion like a Quartero, and I think it would be 
far less likely for a guy who has managed before, like Bochi or Baker, to go in and move himself and like inherit this shitstorm of a season that's going to happen. Baker, see, I don't know that this season. It totally depends on what the Red Sox plan is. Um, I mean, I would not be surprised if they use this as, as an excuse to just like pump the season. Um, but they shouldn't, and if they don't, I think this is still an attractive job. And I love Dusty Baker. I would love that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would absolutely love that. I was shocked that he invented the high five. That was uh, it's the best. It's one of the best facts about anything in the world. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty weird. Uh, it comes up weirdly often in my life too. Hmm. I bring I tell that to people a lot. Uh, other ones that they mentioned um, on uh, Jen's article as well, because we kind of exhausted your article. Um, I but, just want to say Bruce Bochy isn't going to happen. She's, she's, he's on hers too. Yeah, I agree that that's not going to happen. He, he doesn't want to manage this year. Yeah. Like even if the Red Sox are a good job, he just he doesn't want to manage. I'm sure they'll call him, but I he mean, wants time. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I mean, the guy's amazing. He's done a lot. And he deserves a year off. Other names that they mention um, on or Jen mentions on her article: um, Dodgers bench coach Bob Guerin. Um, Hensley Mullins from the Mets, uh, Will Venable from the Cubs, Jeff Bannister from the Pirates, Mike Bell from the D-backs, uh, Ryan Christensen from the A's, and Stubby Clap, which is a great name. From Stubby Clap. Yeah. That is my new leading choice. I know nothing about Stubby Clap. <laughs> that is an incredible name. It is a really good name. Um, Bloom, though. I want to talk about Bloom for a second. Bloom has absolutely inher- like inherited a shitstorm here. I'm so, so sick of that. No, it's so true. It is other than absolutely this, true. Other than this, he knew everything. <laughs> None sure, of this, but it doesn't make it any less challenging. Yeah, no, that's fair. It just it seems like the tone that people have been taking on Twitter, um, and I shame on me for trying to read into tone on Twitter, but um, <laughs> is that like it's like pitying him. Which I don't know if that's what you're doing. Maybe I'm just misreading. No, I don't. I'm not pitying him, but I do think that like, so he he obviously as a man chose to take on like what to do with bets, how to cut payroll, blah blah blah. But on top of all these, oh, this is patently insane. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We've 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 talked about these as career defining choices that he has to make, sort of at the beginning of his tenure, and on top of that, he has this happen. Like that's that's tough. That's why I don't think they're gonna do. Like, I don't think their long-term manager is coming. I think whoever it is is going to be an intern. And I I think he kind of convinced me about the coaching staff. It's just tough because the entire Major League coaching staff, except for Dave Bush, was there in 2018. Like, they're still here. Um, but, I mean, I think now I'm sort of leading towards Billy McMillan. It's just going to be the intern. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. That'd be fine. It's fine. I, yeah. I don't really... I don't really have a strong opinion on any managers um, because just so much of it, so much of their job is done outside of what we see. Um, like as frustrating as in-game decisions are, for the most part, they don't, over the course of a season, they don't really cost or benefit a team that much. It's more about what happens in the clubhouse. So I just kind of want entertaining personalities. That's why I like, I like Dusty Baker a lot. He's a very cool guy. Um, but yeah, I don't really care what they do, to be honest. I think that, I think the it just makes the most sense to just get somebody in, get through the season. Um, like I said, this team is still talented enough to win. If, as long as they don't have like Bobby Valentine in the dugout, 
Like, the manager isn't... There's enough talent on this team to win no matter who's in the dugout. Um, so just get an interim, and then you can do, like, an actual search after next season. Yeah, I think that's the right move. And also just, like, allow for some distance between this happening and the clarity with the bet situation and just lots of things that I think could could use time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is... And I mean, uh, we don't even know. Like, this is this whole this part of the story isn't even right either. We don't even know the punishment yet. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Could be a couple weeks till we find out. Um, Could be a couple months. Sure. Judging by the uh, Astros investigation. Yeah, um, I do realize though that we have gotten a ton of listener questions since we actually started doing this podcast. So we should probably get to some of those. Okay. Um, Zach has our first one. He says, with regards to the Sox predictions on if the MLB finds anything at all close to what the Astros did in 2017. Um, and, uh, yeah, we kind of yeah. talked about the second part of that. But do you, I guess what Zach's question here is, do you think that the MLB is going to find that the Sox scandal as, is as egregious as that of the Astros? I mean, it objectively is um, just for the fact that you need a guy at second base to pull off what the Red Sox are doing. Not to say it wasn't bad, but it's clearly not as bad. But I think right. you can make an argument that since they were warned literally like two weeks before the end of the previous season about this, um, that can kind of tip the scales a little bit and make the punishment closer to equal. I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of logic was used. Yeah. Yeah, I think the fact that they already were spoken to about this in 2017 is really the the difficult thing here. Um, next question comes from Mike Toomey. He says, do they go with a young manager or more of a placeholder? Um, and he mentions Dusty Baker and Buck Showalter. Uh, there's no way Buck. Showalter's coming here. If Buck Showalter is hired, I will have a meltdown. <laughs> will I you, will throw an absolute tantrum. Will I boycott the season? stand Buck Showalter. I honestly, I I really do not like that man. Yeah, and I I think we're both leaning that they go with a placeholder here. It just makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess I I mean I don't want to make it sound definitive. They can do anything. It wouldn't really surprise me, but I just feel like that makes the most sense. Uh, Andrew Amir has the next question. He says, "I feel like they should have stood by their guy. I love Alex Cora. This is your reaction to sign stealing. Um, we have to talk about uh, this is a chance for Bloom to build his the team in his image." Um, what do you think? Do you think it was an overreaction? I don't think it was. We already talked about that. I just want to say, and I don't want to call Andrew out here. This is a very common thing. Um, it weirds me out when we talk about building sports teams in somebody's image. It just sounds sounds very, like, Catholic and religious. Just It kind of gives me the willies. What do you got so, against Catholics, Matt? I'm Catholic. So what do you got against them? <laughs> I think I, I've lived with, I've lived with it in long time. <laughs> Alright, next one here. Trevor Mason says, does this mean Brock can be manager now? Ah, don't get my hopes up, man. Um, CJ Roberts just says, not Veritech for manager. Why not? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a weird take. I don't know, like I said, I mean, Veritech could be terrible as manager. I feel sure. like not acknowledging that possibility, but I don't have any reason to think that that is, like, a likely outcome. Let me ask you this about Veritech. If you're Veritech and you're thinking that this is going to be, like, a weird year, 
do you still say yes if they offer you the job or are you like uh i want to wait it out and get something more stable no i think if he got the job it would be with an understanding that it's a multi-year thing okay veritech would be like a one-year guy that would be weird Kevin Bolton has the exact opposite take. He says, uh, how or why would the first call Bloom makes not be to Jason Veritek? So, he's in about uh, it. Maybe Veritek's in the room with him when he finds out. Ah, no call needed. Uh, Hamby, age three decades, said, who would y'all want to see as the new manager? Um, are you still going with uh, AAA managers, your number one choice right now? That's not my number one choice. That's my prediction. Um... My own choice is Dusty Baker. Okay. I mean, I like Dusty. He builds a good clubhouse. Dusty Baker, Dusty Baker is still like being like has Mark Pryor being held against him. Like it. Like we got to get over that. That was a long time ago. He's evolved greatly since then. You know who's over that? Mark Pryor by now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brer Baseball says, "Will the next manager be an interim? Will Bloom use this the year to search for a long-term answer? We think yes." Jake says, thoughts on Eduardo Perez as a candidate to replace Cora. Eduardo Perez made it pretty far in a lot of interviews this year. Um, I actually don't hate that. I, I think Perez is a pretty cool guy. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think uh, people seem to like him, and like you said, he made it pretty far in these interviews. I have, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I would know if he would be a good choice or not, but I wouldn't, if it happened, I wouldn't, like, get up in arms about it. I think Buck Showalter would be the only one that I'd get mad at. Even Bobby V, I would just have to laugh. I mean, if... Bobby V, I could not. I could honestly not suffer through a season with Bobby V. I would start listening to sports radio again every day if Bobby V was hired. Oh my God, I would never. No, 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 no. no didn't no. uh, didn't like Glenn Ordway threaten to punch him, or did he threaten to punch? He, Glenn he threatened or to punch punch Glenn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that right there is worth. It. I, I I need that sort of. I need that sort of uh, heat back in my life. Oh, that dude was the worst. I was listening to that interview while it happened. It was fantastic. So you're saying you're a regular WEI guy? I was in 2012 right. when I was driving. Nice. Um, Pierce says, if we, Henry, paid Mookie an additional manager salary to be player coach, would it convince him to stay? <laughs> That's I, I, think you're, I think you're greatly... Uh, overestimating how much managers make. I also think there's nothing Mookie would like to do less than that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Well, I don't know. I don't really know Mookie though. Maybe he would like it, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to be the Boston Red Sox manager. It sounds, it honestly sounds like a terrible job. <laughs> um, Eric says, is Mookie trade more likely since they lose draft picks? If they lose I draft picks in 2020 this. and 2021, that has to factor into calculus though. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it make you push even harder? Be like, okay, well, our farms—they're not getting much for Mookie. We, that's already been established. I don't know um, if that's been established. How has that been established? Just because it hasn't happened yet? It's one year of a guy being twenty-seven million. Every report is saying that the return will be underwhelming, and that's one of the reasons it's not likely to happen. Um, I think that this would just be all the more reason to push in in the short term because your long term is. Your long-term projections are already looking worse. You might as well just lean into it. So just basically the Red Sox 2020 FU tour? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said on Twitter, and this was mostly tongue in cheek because it's obviously not going to happen. But trade for like trade for Arenado, <laughs> go over like cruise past that luxury tax threshold because if you're moving back ten spots in the draft from the end of the third round, who right. cares? Yeah, no, it just true. go absolutely buck wild with it. It's not going to happen, but I would love it. So it's definitely a, a different take on it, and I, I kind of like the idea. I do. Uh, I am a fan of the FE tour. So, but I mean, I, I I legitimately think that that is as. Um, reasonable of a take as saying that you have to um, blow it up now. Well, that's our next question. Fantasy Baseball fan says, so do you, So, what do the Red Sox do now? Complete rebuild and tear it down? Question mark. Okay, so my reasonable answer to this is that they don't change anything with their plans. Just, just continue as normal. I don't think that this should like derail your entire plan yeah whatever they were hoping to do i think that's what they should keep doing yeah i don't know yeah i I mean it wouldn't change it for me i agree um if anything i feel like it would make me more of a wait i would take more of a wait and see approach to it i wouldn't go super aggressive like like you were suggesting, if if the penalties are there, I the think... Arenado that was like I said, that was mostly tongue in cheek. Right? Yeah. No, but like that is a possibility. Obviously, it's a very I don't minute think, oh, I don't, possibility. I don't know but they have what it would take to get Arenado. Probably not, but yeah, especially not with the other teams that are that are yeah. looking. But I, I do think that we're just gonna hear a lot less from Bloom than we might have otherwise. With this whole thing going on, I think that they're gonna they're gonna have a pretty low profile this year from a move standpoint. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I still don't think Mookie Betts would be traded. I I'm concerned with how many beat writers' first reaction was that this kind of was kind of pushing towards resetting and all that. And it's just yeah, like if you're gonna if that's your attitude. Um, then you might as well just trade like Bogarts and Sale and like do an actual reset. Like if you're so concerned about the farm system, because like I said, I don't think Betts is really Betts isn't bringing back enough where it's going to offset losing those draft picks if they lose those draft picks. There's no way I'd trade Betts. I mean, uh, Bogarts. No, no. Obviously, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, if your plan, if your biggest fear is the farm system, that's the way you would have to do it to rebuild the farm system. Yeah, I think that's my biggest takeaway from all this is just that when the penalties come down, I do expect that they're going to have some farm ramifications, pretty serious ones. They're going to have to knock it out of the park on the international market. Yeah, and that sucks. I mean, it just it, it sucks because we saw such a good and interesting class uh, last year and really the year before for the Red Sox. I mean, not like otherworldly but i think a really interesting deep class that has started to rebuild this system and and all of a sudden it seems like they're going to be suffering on that front again tell you what i bet uh john henry is making a few more phone calls to uh the uh i don't know what his title is but whoever is in charge of the navy and in charge of uh, noah song status in uh <laughs> kind of please yeah because that's looming pretty large right now that's a huge swing in the system yeah, it is. It's the difference between uh, him possibly being a starter and maybe a reliever down the road. So I mean, it's the difference between I think that they there's a legit case that they would have two top 100 prospects versus one. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is going to be interesting, though. We're going to continue to hear more about this. We're going to hopefully figure out who the manager is going to be at some point soon and what the penalty is going to be. And uh, Bloom still has the rest of his offseason, too, to figure out this roster. So this is probably going to be a fairly busy month for the Red Sox. I kind of hope not, but it probably will be. Yeah. This is supposed to be, like, the relaxing time. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of questions on the roster. I know. I'm just saying, like, for me. Yeah. Like, this is my time to chill before spring training starts, and this doesn't seem like it's going to happen. No rest for the wicked, Matt. It sucks. Well, that's our show today. We do hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, as news breaks, we'll continue to have these emergency episodes with you. We'll be with you a very regular scheduled episode this Sunday as well. So thank you for listening to the show. And you can download us anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, we appreciate you. Bye.